0: Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 14th of January, the Tournament of Champions. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Might as well be us. Congratulations to P.K. Nuge, member of the family who uh, took it home in the MMA. Obviously, I'm not giving out MMA advice, but he's got a pretty nice system over there. Check it out in the Discord. Um... Answered some questions. Tied Greg. I know Greg's system. You can try his system, too, if you want to. Um, yeah, it seems like the Sims are working pretty well. I'm giving them a thought, but i not not going to pull the trigger, probably. Uh, and also, K, K Crooks over in the NBA. So some of these we actually did talk about in the chat, although I did not make an NBA show yesterday, which is good, because look at all that late news. What a fun slate. I only wound up ah, winning one satellite. I thought it was going to go a little bit better. Apologies if there's a lot of coughing. There's been a lot of coughing um but I had I couldn't take the video off because today's the tournament of Champions and I wanted to do a little bit of reflection on the day you know probably for the last time until the finals let's be honest they're going to run this exact same competition it's going to be hard not to remember what happened um but it's also fun to remember what happened because now we we understand that this was my 43rd out of 97th best lineup you know like I didn't This is like the first time I'm realizing these were middle of the ground lineups in in terms of my ROI rankings. So if you wanted to think about the SIM ROI was probably what, plus 20% or something for this win me my entire year's worth of money lineup. But the thing I always never, or I do not bring up as much is that this one, uh, this one, the 59 out of 97 and the 72, these are fully unique, Um, left a lot of money on the table. And we're really close. So, uh, you know, it's 10 points. It's not really that close. But if Haywood Highsmith would just have not quite smashed that much and we got a little bit more out of, I think it was Gabe Vincent or some other weirdos, could have had a whole million. But that's not what this is about. This is about being happy for what we have, remembering why we got there, that we were good enough and strong enough and maybe a little too convincing of myself here. But, yeah, uh, I did want one more earnest positive thing. Uh, there's a 43 out of 60 chance that today goes really badly top 17 advanced to the finals Uh, but uh, you know when I started college this didn't even exist at all you know or like when I graduated college when I graduated grad school you know like I thank you for thinking I'm young some of you but no it's it, it was like 10 years ago and so like maybe there was something but it wasn't like it is now and so I just yeah I'm really thankful to have this opportunity and so thank you guys for joining me and now that you've listened to all that. I appreciate you guys. Um, let's get to today's slate. Today and tomorrow's slate. This is the second iteration of this video, which I don't mind as much. I did have to take a day. I'm not going to do redo a video on the same day after they canceled the game. Come on, guys. But um, I was in the middle of making the video for the slate and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it Monday instead. OK, cool. There's not like a big problem with that. So now the Tournament of Champions is Sun- Saturday, Sunday or uh, Sunday, Monday slate, but not including the primetime game on monday it's fine it's not even that different right because i mean so it's it's not as much of a weather concern but number one the field isn't heated in um whatever uh buffalo (laughs) can't remember my northeast city names right now but it's not heated um but mostly the line is low so like it was down to 33.5 if it was going to be on sunday it's up to 37.5 that's not that high i mean like these other games are at 52 50 like I expect much higher scoring games amongst the other two games, so I'm worried about every piece from the other games that I don't have. I'm not really worried that much about guys in the Steelers-Bills game killing me, you know? Like, maybe they they could, they could, it's just that it doesn't seem that likely, so that, that's just the setup for what we're doing, although now that it is orange and not red, it, the initial iteration of this video we had c- completely crossed off all the pass catchers from the game that's going to be played in the Blizzard. And we had reflections about the MIT uh, we used to play out on the quad, whatever, uh, snow football during the big blizzard times, whatever, that would get up enough that you could fall comfortably onto the ground instead of, you know, the normal tackle feeling where it hurts. So, yeah, it was fun. Um, but also you can't run. And that was going to be the point. But instead of that, we do have to allow those guys to be possible even. And we're just leaving it at Vegas odds, which is a trash a trouncing by Buffalo of Pittsburgh that winds up kind of boring. So we have a couple rules. Uh, you, you can probably, if you've been watching the show for a while, you can guess which running backs would we have rules about today? Which backfields are split, but still attractive. Well, that would be Detroit, Gibbs and Montgomery and uh, Pittsburgh, Harris and Warren. Now Warren had a fumble last week. I don't know how much that's going to affect. I think I limited it at. Yeah. We're not getting that much right now, just because of the score score imputed to Pittsburgh. Um, but yeah, you can tweak Najee and Jalen to your personal heart's content. Uh, same thing with Jameer and David Montgomery. Looks like I'm leaning very heavily towards David Montgomery. Do I love that? No, I do not. But hey, if that's what if that's what the math says, that's what the math says. Well, hold on. Went to the wrong tab there. Okay. So, okay, let's go back to the overall main points of this. Who's like core and stuff? That's more important than whatever I was doing rules and stuff. So the other thing is um, salary. I probably you've already read this in the tweet or whatever, but forty eight thousand five hundred to forty nine thousand eight hundred, I think, seems like a pretty good range for today. Um, Just like leave a little bit on the table, kind of like a um, showdown slate. So because it is three games. I think it's going to be still kind of hard to get different. Did this make enough lineups? Forty nine ninety eight still doesn't quite populate enough lineups. So I think that's a fair range that's wide without being too wide. So things I'm considering here are, is this too much Jake Ferguson? I don't think so. Yeah, that's fine. So I, I'm having a, all these guys are great. So obviously Demarcus Robinson is core across the industry for a reason. He's underpriced. I, I don't understand. Like This was a very it's been a pretty good year of pricing from DraftKings. He's been the wide receiver three for like four weeks. You know what I mean? Okay. But I, I'm fine with the value. I'll take it. I'll eat it. I'm going to eat that chalk up. It's possible that he doesn't catch a touchdown or for other reasons is not optimal. That's why I only have 80%. But he's clearly the best play on the slate. Uh, Jake Ferguson is not that way. So that that's what, that's the feeling. Yeah. He's just not the best play on the slate level thing. He's fine. You know, 50-50 chance that he pops off. CeeDee Lamb is a best play on the slate kind of thing. So 80% seems fine. The chances that what they blow out Green Bay and he doesn't get one of the blowout catches. Sure. What do we think the odds of that is 20% and he still doesn't get there on the volume of the other 10 catches he gets or whatever. I think it's ridiculous. He's probably going to get there. Tony Pollard. Yep. Not a surprise to see him, not a surprise. I did I did leave all the defenses. Initially, we were just going to do the defenses that are in the game that is going to be won by the defenses. But now that there's another possible, you know, scenario there where it's not that bad. We just saw it last night in, in Kansas City, then we have to think about maybe a little bit of Lions or Cowboys or just throwing a dart on somebody. So I went with Saber Sim and said picked up a couple extra defenses. You can put a couple extra on there if you want. I don't really have a strong lean on the defenses. Oh, is that a lot of craft? I have to fix that. Yeah, I don't know. They changed the depth chart here. So what are we projecting for craft? And uh, I think you should have a craft Musgrave fork. And that was something DK pointed out. So shout out to DK underscore DFS. Also, I think yeah, in the initial version of this video, I made sure to thank him again for such a great call last year with Haywood Highsmith, making me. Yeah, confident. in. I had done some review of the games during the year and it suggested that Highsmith was going to play pretty heavy rotation minutes. But if if DK hadn't independently come up with that, I wouldn't have been like 13 percent captain Highsmith, which was an incredible. I mean, like that's the biggest slate of the year and it worked out the best. So I'm under no pretense that that's going to happen every time. I do think you got a good amount of value here. No, 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 no. A good amount of value to these tight ends they're playing in a dome they're playing with kind of a bad quarterback so i don't know if you want to make a rule about it you could probably play them together like he's i assume musgrave is like oh he's not min price musgrave and Kraft are the same price that makes them a little bit well if they're the same price i have them yeah you might want to get some musgrave exposure i'm definitely going to get some musgrave exposure because I don't know. I still, I still kind of believe in the guy's upside. I think he's got a little bit of that uh, Laporta energy in him. Speaking of, yeah, let's think about that. That game is today, right? Yeah, no way that guy plays. Have we seen video about that like since yesterday? Because there was a video of him looking really rough. I mean, do we want to just pre- let's let's imagine that he is not going to be playing, and even if he is going to be playing, he's not going to be scoring ten fantasy points. No, 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 I don't buy that. Let's let's uh, let's give Brock Wright like eight. Seems a little bit low for Tyler Higby. What what what's that about? What's what's the Higby for? So yeah, I, I if you're uh, listening to the show, I've gotten a little bit derailed here in the tight end section. Um, I was initially just going to build a fork on Kraft and Musgrave, and then I decided, not sure they're not both going to play. You know, like they well yeah okay I can fix that. Packers snap count, and then we see how often are they playing two tight ends. And that's how often you can have the overlap. And so if it's zero, it's zero. I like it when there's a math way to resolve a question. That's what makes this very fun. 132%. So that means there's a 32% chance that they are together and fine. So 32% chance, that's kind of a lot. So I'm not going to add a, no fork necessary with these guys. But wow, yeah, I'm not going to get, absolutely not going to be jamming 57% of Tucker Craft. Whatever has brought us to this, Calculation was a mistake. We will be fixing this situation. Uh, Okay, so now, okay, Brock Wright. That's the other thing that I just fixed. I think Brock Wright gets the run of Sam Laporta, but is not the same talent as Sam Laporta. Okay, I've I've imputed that. Okay, and now, but I only want how much Brock Wright, 15%? Yeah, I mean, there's a chance that my whole thing there is wrong. And then I'll just swap off that. Okay, so what else do we have? Flex position. So in the flex position, oh, did I talk about, let's do wide receivers first. You know, going to tight ends before wide receivers, I'm sure. Definitely, uh, everybody really excited about that. Everybody was definitely thinking, can we do a deep dive into tight ends before talking about the guys who catch the big passes, who are actually probably what you're interested in. You're playing CD, you're playing DeMarcus in any kind of lineups. Um, there are probably more of them in the flex. Josh Reynolds, that's kind of a lot. I want to parody between my Josh Reynolds shares and my Jamison Williams. So I'll cap them both at 40 and see if that does it. It uh yeah. Gets it closer. So yeah, I because I don't want to have more Josh Reynolds than I have Amon Ross St. Brown. That's a that's not right. I'll take more Jameson Williams than I will Josh Reynolds in general. Just the pricing today, right? And it's like a he's more valuable. Yeah. No, I mean, really? Hold on. Jameson Reynolds, Josh. What were they uh, I thought that Jameson was getting more um more work. We're now we're now drilling down on the most recent week of work for the wide receivers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Josh Reynolds, well, wow, okay. They're all playing quite a bit. So, yeah, Josh Reynolds does get more snaps. All right. Good job, Sabersim. And is that about 70% of what the big guy has? Let's double check that. Yep. A little bit less than 70%. Okay, so here's another spot where I think you can get a little bit clever. What's 70% of 23? So 0.7 times 23 is the snap adjusted expectation for these other guys if they were as talented as Amon Ross and Brown. 16. Okay, so they're not as talented, so we don't think they deserve 16. But I think the upside's a lot higher than eight on both of these guys. So I'm going to pop a 14 and a 12 on Josh Reynolds and Jameson Williams. And, but I do like limiting them both to 40% with that weird move. I think there's a lot of points in this game. I don't know who they're. Oh, Oh, they think Laporta's is going to catch, catch these passes or something. I was like, I don't even know who they think is going to score the points. Like then if you build in the, the model, like how's all the points add up to 27.3 or whatever, like, I guess all the running backs would be scoring. Let's look how much they oh yeah, I guess didn't even talk about the running backs. I jumped right into tight ends. Well, that was oh, because I talked about rules. I don't know, whatever reason that was. Shows off the rails. My apology, guys. Um yeah, obviously it, it's a hectic morning. I yeah, a little bit worried about the the big event, I'll be honest. Plus I'm extremely sick with the flu. So I woke up very sick in the middle of the night and have been up since kind of obsessing about this. So I'm sure it'll be great, and I'm sure that makes great content. But, uh, yeah, from, from a running back perspective, I think Aaron Jones and I don't really think Pollard's next best. It would be Kyron Williams' next best. Yeah, so let's get Pollard. Uh, Pollard's fine, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to be overweight to the field on Pollard today just because of the whole year. <laughs> you know, like, they're playing Rico Dowdle, like, still, you know? Like, I I think Rico Dowdle, what do we got him projected for here? Five, yeah, he's definitely going to be out there, and I mean, like James Cook, I didn't get to any of him, but you can have some James Cook if you want. I just think that is going to be gross. 35%, 35%, yeah, it's all fine. A little bit, a little peck if you want of Jalen, Jalen Warren, or Najee Harris from that game. That you know, the running backs could still get plenty of work. I'm going way more Montgomery than Gibbs, I assume that's based on game script, Montgomery getting the running work from ahead. Um, so yeah, I think we'll get some Montgomery, uh, yeah that's a that's a game where you can play it either way too, right? Like I was a little surprised seeing the line. I thought I thought I was being clever with the Detroit winning. And then I saw oh, the implied team totals have Detroit winning. I guess I didn't know who was favored in this game. The game is in Detroit, I guess. I don't know. I haven't paid attention to this. Um but yeah, I I don't know if I favor Detroit in this game, especially with LaPorta out. It's closer to a pick 'em for me. So, even though, you know, in in this set, I'm I'm favoring like uh I guess the running side of the Detroit attack. You can definitely choose any side of this game script. You could choose Kyron Williams going off. Like, yeah, what's going on with Kyron Williams' shares here? They're not high enough. Okay, 37%. Matching the field at least. I want you to be matching the field at least with Kyron Williams today. Uh, He's, yeah, he's going to be extremely, extremely valuable. I mean, he's going to be out there the whole time, and they're going to be trying to throw him the ball, and he's going to be trying to catch it and run with it. So, okay. All right. uh, Don't need it to... Probably talk about that anymore yeah i like tyler higby for value i think he's going overlooked um i think his usage in the offense has gone up and his price is not so you know whenever that happens you got to pay attention just like i mean it's the same case as demarcus robinson except he's tyler higby and uh he doesn't have quite the same upside in terms of going fast as demarcus robinson does so you know that's why he's a little lower on the list but yeah all these other guys are fine take a take a dart if you want to on any other guy on the slate really right i mean you, and Wide receivers, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I ruled almost anybody out if they're a wide receiver one to three on any of these teams. So everything's in play and definitely work your gut in there. I haven't been talking about that enough recently in the show, but like, I I hope you can see it in the way I'm editing things. Like um, I start out, you know, the show, I make a few edits before I run the run a first draft of my lineups. And then I'm here on the show showing you how I kind of use my gut to Um, guide the sims and then rerun the sims later and then do another draft of that. And so it's a good good way to make sure that your gut is still involved in the process, right? Because you want to use like all of the industry standard tools because they're there and everybody else is using them. So you need to know what they say, but you also need to guide them, right? Like, because any way you can make them different gives you edge if you're right, right? And you know what it looks like on the days you're right versus the days you're not. And all you care about is what it looks like on the days you're right. Well, if you choose the average thing, then you're going to be there with a lot of people when the average thing hits, right? But if you choose some we- slightly weirder you know, position and that hits, then you're going to be out. I mean, like, let's say you chose a lot of Brevin Jordan and Kareem Hunt yesterday. Congratulations on all the money. Now, I will have to go back and watch. Did I call out Brevin Jordan? I don't remember. I remember it was somebody in the, the min price tight end list that I was just scrolling past, and I think I said in passing you could play them. I, I know at least a couple people uh, I saw, I think, Butt Smasher in the chat was uh, had played the the uh, Brevin Jordan. But I don't remember if I had recommended him or not. So I'm not taking credit for it. I have a vague memory I might have. Granted, I say 1,000 things on the show every day. And I did want to make this point. It's as important your reaction either way, right? Like when I say something, if you think that's a good idea, you know, that that's that's a valuable reaction. Or if you think, oh, that's real bad that's also a valuable reaction, right? You've learned something about yourself. So as long as you're pinning down a view, that's all that I care about. I don't care if you, you know, yeah. Like I saw um, Calvin and Hobo was like making fun of Eric Lindquist or somebody's pick of the day. And that was like what made him go the opposite direction. That's a fun, yeah, great. You know, like if, if I inspire you to say, wow, that guy's really wrong. I feel very strongly that way. That's great. Go, go with that. I mean, that's so much more important than... You Know, I'm just a guy who's like trying to win $66,000 off of a $20,000 ticket today. I don't know anything about football. I mean, like beyond this game theory stuff about DraftKings, like I'm not, not like, uh, my last experience with football was being a, uh, the manager for the team in like seventh grade, you know, because they let you do stats and also hang out with the cheerleaders. So, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm not. Into football, like as a, I do not know ball. This is me knowing the this part of the ball, the part where you win money. So uh, let's in there and say you're good enough you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Might as well be. Up.